Amen. Praise God. And as I say, today is a day where we give God glory. And I am tasked with sharing something in a very, very short period of time. So I'm going to give some landmarks and finish fairly quickly because, as I say, I think we've been fed. I think that God is being glorified and um, I just want to do what will glorify him. Now, what I, uh, this is going to be uh, the end of my series on thanking God in testing times, though be tried by fire. Now, the topic, uh, thanking God in testing times, you can do a whole, different people can come up and you can do a whole year on it. So there is no exhaustion on this. But I'm just taking the topic of thanking God in testing times, though tested by fire. Now, one of the key people that can emphasize this, and we've all uh, admired, looked at, and even the apostles have quoted him, is Job. And uh, looking at Job and looking at uh, his life and the behind the scenes that's been happening is, is a testimony and also it teaches us so much. And the remarkable man of Job is, um, so we're just going to, I'm going to take a few verses and probably give you a few landmarks that you can do your own research as we haven't got time to, to go into it. But, um, so if we find Job, and I'll start just to give the, obviously, it's a very well-known person, but just to give some context of what I'm going to say. So, it says, uh, Job 1, chapter 1, it says, There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that, and that man was blameless, upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oak, oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was, when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings, and according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. Now what we can say about Job uh, very quickly is that the time when this is written, it's written uh, after, it appears, after the Israelites have moved into Egypt, because we'll see from his friends that they were descendants of uh, Abraham's uh, second wife, and uh, one of them was a descendant of 
uh, Esau's daughters, blah, 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 descendants. So um, there is no talk of Israel. There's no talk of Abraham. So it, we're, from scholars, it seems to suggest it's a time probably when Israel, there's no Moses, there's no law, etc. So possibly that the Israelites had gone down to Egypt and it may be within that period before where they spent the 400 years in Egypt. So uh, God had his people who were not Israelites uh, all the time. We have Balaam who uh, God used to speak to him and he, his words was honoured by God who again wasn't a, is, is, uh, wasn't a Jew or Hebrew. So that's the time and at the time of Job, they had no concept of the devil. It was God. So anything that happened, it was you blame God or it wasn't God. But they had no concept of the devil. So it's only when this was written that the behind the scenes to what Job was going through was revealed. So we have... We have insight that Job didn't have. So, let's just, um, from verse 7, and it says, And the Lord said to Satan, from, uh, from where do you come? So Satan answered to the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made an edge round him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the works of his hands and his possessions, and have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your, in your power. Only do not lay hand on his person. So Satan went out from his presence, of the Lord. Now, because we haven't got much time, let's just. Uh, 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 and I, I think it's worth at this point because when two things one is that we're talking before the law, Moses hasn't written the law, we're talking in the Old Testament. So when you say blameless, doesn't mean that he was perfect, but uh, he's, he's talking before the law. He's talking, obviously, in the Old Testament. And this man is remarkable. This man is remarkable to the point that God is bragging about him. God is bragging to bragging when a, 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 a Satan, the accuser, comes and says, Have you considered my servant Job? Now, when, if you read this and not understand, there is something in your mind thinking, does this mean that if I am pleasing God, one day God's going to say, 
Have you considered Eric? There isn't, he's, 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 he's okay, he's doing fine. In other words, is God going to say, let Satan get at you? I mean, you know, I don't know about me, but I'm thinking, oof. Um, uh, I'm not sure what I want to be God's favorite. <laughs> don't worry, in New Testament times, you're free. Don't worry, amen, so no fear. <laughs> But yes, but that is the kind of you're looking at this, 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 this blameless man that God has blessed to the point that Satan is saying, does he does he serve you for nothing? Have you not protected him? But the word of God says, if a man uh, uh, please is a man's life pleases God, that even his enemies will be at peace. So what I'm saying is that there are spiritual laws that. Uh, Job, way he conducted himself was such that he he commanded a, a blessing upon him. The the protection and all the rest that was happening was because of his life. When a man when a man ways please God, he God says he'll put even his enemies uh, at peace with him. But the question you ask question because we need to get to the chase, otherwise you won't miss the point. This man is remarkable. If you look at um, uh, Job 31, it's about his character and he talks about saying, um, if there is a poor man that I haven't fed, let this happen to me. In other words, if you look at, as I say, I won't have time to look at it, but look at, uh, for his character wise, look at Job 31. Um, he is a remarkable man. He cares for the fatherless. He cares for the widows. He cares um, for the lost. Even his even his servants, everything he does. This man, you would say, you can understand, he is remarkable. So, cutting to the chase, apart from God bragging about him, why would God allow Satan to get at him? So let's get to the first part, because if you, I'm used to read this, I, uh, uh, it's one of those books that you think, can anything good come out of Job? Like we say, can anything good out of, come out of Nazareth? Because you're thinking, this is just whatever. But okay. So, we know the story that immediately Satan leaves the presence of God and goes about destroying everything that Job has ever lived for. And you notice, uh, again, uh, we'll just have to read it, so I'll have to very quickly. He... Satan doesn't just do it all in one go. It's like a, a, a boxer. He's got him on the ring. So the first thing he hits him with one, he says, one servant comes and says, um, Job, uh, I was in the field and suddenly the, uh, I don't know which, which order it comes, but suddenly the Chaldeans come and take all your, all your field and they killed all your servants and only I am left. Now, if, if he killed everybody, Job wouldn't know about it. But Satan wanted to make sure that he knew about it. So, so that's the first thing. So he's hit. First punch. So he's sort of, you know, my gosh. Then while it says, while he was still talking, another servant comes and says, Oh, the, the, we were in the field and lightning came down and killed all your cattle, etc. And your, and your shepherds and etc. And only me survived. 
And, and he's saying he, he's, he's on the ropes now. He's, and now he says, okay, my final punch. He says, while he's still talking, he says, we, your, 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 your elder son was holding a party with your other children. And then while so in the, in the house, the wind from four different places came down and all, all the, 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 the walls collapsed on your children. And all of them are dead. And I, not even the child, I, one of the servants, escaped only to tell you. Now that's a, I mean, that is, because sometimes we think, and I, and I, I can only touch on this, because I, I can see I can only scratch the surface. But I just want to get something so you can leave with it. We sometimes look at Job and his wife, almost like a cartoon character. Because I want to hear what every, everything that he has lived for, prosperity, etc., has gone. Okay, you can kind of say, okay, but now you're talking about your children. Ten children in one go. This is not a joke. We do tend to sort of look at this as if it was some cartoon character that, oh, oh, uh, your ten children just died. Oh, praise God, hallelujah. So I, I think I can, only, I can only water this because there is just too much and it would be... I'd be doing a cartoon caricature of what Job has gone through if I do it too quickly. So let me just use this as a kind of foundation. Now, the remarkable thing about Job is that the first thing comes out of his mouth after all that. This is Job chapter 1, verse 21. He says, verse 21, he says, naked I came from the, my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tekabo. What kind of human being is this? Because I say, it's not a character, a cartoon character. This is a person with real feelings. He has just been told that ten of his children. Okay, because the next thing I want you to, to, to notice, and I think I can only go so far and touch on this. But, all of his children have just died. And he... He shaves his head, he puts the sackcloth and ashes, and he bends the knee and say, Naked I came into the world, and naked I shall leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is totally and utterly incredible. Utterly. Now, what I can say is that that hasn't come because he, how can I put it? There is something about Job that had already imagined or thought about what if. Because I do a lot of what ifs. I, there's certain things I won't say in camera, but concerning my daughter's marriage, I've gone through what ifs. What if she brings this type of man? How am I going to react? 
What if she brings this kind of man from this culture? I'm going to write. What if? I do a lot of what ifs. Now, when you have come to a place where you can say, because I really can't. I mean, there's too much. But when you can come to a place and say, what if all my wealth disappears? How would I react? Now, I don't know how you can prepare yourself by saying, what if all my children died? I don't think that's, I don't even think, I don't even, the, con the conversation in my own head cannot handle that. But I'm saying that this man wasn't reacting, he's reacting because there was something he had, he had somehow said that my God is the most important thing. And if he took everything away from me, I will still worship him. That is, that is his what ifs. This isn't pretty thoughts now. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. This is somebody who has gone through the what ifs in his very core. So that when he's bruised, what comes out is what's already there. I can only touch on the, the, uh, the, the next part. So the second test. Satan comes to the throne of the throne and God speaks to him and says, Satan, where have you been? He says, the usual, walking to and fro, causing mischief, etc., etc. Then God says, you, uh, have you considered my servant Job? You, you, you incited me to allow you to attack him. But he showed his integrity. And Satan says, yeah. A man will give everything, everything that he owns for his own skin. But skin for skin, if I, if I touch his skin, he will curse you in your face. Like, and I'll say this, and I'll say the reason why he did this. Because if I leave you with a, as I would say, God, I want to stay under the, I want to stay under the radar. Because if I'm too good, you might brag after me and then it might set Satan after me. So let me just say the reason so that when we leave, when I come back again at whatever time, we can pick it up. But we don't have this idea that if, if, I, if, God, if I'm really a, a blessing or God's favorite, any time God could say, have you seen my son, Eric? There's none like him. And then Satan says, oh, yeah. Let me test him. That's why I'm saying, no, 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 no. But fortunately, that isn't the reason why God allowed this to happen. So I, I, will, I will tell you the answer so that you won't be left with, as I might say, Lord, I don't want to be one of your favorites, if that's what you're going to do. But don't worry, you're safe. Amen. So let's just, let's just do, it says skin to skin. And that very moment is in chapter, uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. Satan answers, Lord said, skin for skin. Yes, all a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch, and then says, but stretch forth your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to him, behold, he's in your hands, but don't take his life. So Satan goes, right. Now, verse 7. So Satan went out 
from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a pot shed with which to scrape himself while, while he sat in the midst of ashes. Now, I'll stop at this and then tell you the answer. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. Now, you've seen behind the scenes, where did you hear that statement? Who first made that statement? Satan. Right? So, now, when I say that this is not a caricature, this is a real person, she has just lost everything. But I am sure, no mind citing women, if they had a choice, lose all the prestige, all the possessions, and save her children, she would say, in a moment, take it all, but leave my children. She has just lost seven, sorry, seven, ten of her children. She probably loves uh, Job, but is angry and seen him suffer. So there may be lots of emotions going on. Is that he's suffering. Now, Satan in that suffering, is now found a, a way to express himself in the same person who is a covenant with Jacob. Jacob, so who's gonna, I knew he was going to say that. Job. So in her hurt, and probably seeing him suffer, and say, why don't you, why don't you just curse God and die? To, to, to get out of the misery and somehow expressing her anger. So Satan is now able to express what he wants, which we know in heaven. Now she's expressing exactly what he said in heaven. So even under pain and suffering, we have to be careful what we say and how we say it. Otherwise, you'll find that you are in those moments... Actually not being used of God, but being instruments of the devil. Now, at, when I come back, we'll talk one time about the, the, the friends. So let me just, uh, let me just, I have to stop here. You can see I, I did a lot, but, uh, and praise God. <laughs> that way I can close it, I won't look at it again. All right. So I'll just tell you the answer. The reason why God allowed Satan to effectively attack Job was that Job started to become self-righteous and proud. And you'll find that in Job 29. In Job 29, he starts, you start recognizing it. He starts saying, I, I will do this. I have done that. When I spoke, the, the, the princes were silent. When I did this, the, the, all the wise men just hushed. When I did this, it even came to the point where he was saying, um, I, uh, I, uh, 
I will, or my, my, my roots will go deep where the waters are. There was, I, I can't remember how many eyes there were, but if you look at uh, uh, um, Job 29, it's the same eye that appeared in Luke 12, 13, when the rich uh, 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 farmer started to say things like, look at, look at my store. I will, I, I will pull down and build more. I will, I will eat and be resting. I will and my, etc. And God said, you foolish person. Tonight, I'm taking you. So where all, where's all this riches coming from? That's exactly, if you read, as I say, Job 29, he expresses the self-righteousness. And the whole of Job is actually saying, God, I'm a good man. And you are doing me wrong. And I challenge you to a court hearing. And even says at one point, I know what God would say. So I've already got my cross-examination ready to cross-examine God. Because I know what God is going to say. If only there was a mediator. In other words, if only there was an advocate that, that we could talk. God could sit down. I could sit down. And I could present my case. And God would have to say... Job, you're right. I'm wrong, but you're right. Whew. As I said before, when we become proud and self-righteous, it is like, in fact, I think he said it uh, in Isaiah. He says, your self-righteousness is like a smoke before me, an irritant. As much as you, you think that you're fine, I can't even get close to you because your self-righteousness is, is an irritant to me. I can't get close to you. I need to deal with it if I need to get close to you. So even a wonderful Job. So I've, I've said that if you think our struggles now is tough, wait until you're tested with success. That is the real test. If you can survive that, then truly God can, can put, put in, uh, 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 wealth and, and fame and everything he wants on you. But that is where even Satan fell. He started looking at himself and said, boy, am I not beautiful? Am I not wonderful? Do I not lead the worship before God? And he could see God enjoying the worship and say, hey, I want some of that. I want to be like the most high. I can see, the, the, in fact, he says he was made that there were instruments built in him, horns and pipes born in him. So I can imagine and flashing of lights and he looked at himself, oh my gosh, you're good. And the Bible says pride was found in him. And that was his downfall. So I'm just saying, I'll come again and we'll deal with this in some meat. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a clap.